Hi, how's it going? This is Aaron um, from the uh, Dad and Podcast, and this is like a new guest uh, or a new new actually not just guest like hopefully he'll be a recurring member. Um, this is uh, my name is Kyle. Cool, and uh, and this today we're going to be talking about the Dad and the Protector Part Two. Um, I, I, like last time we uh, left off on this, it kind of felt like this was a topic we just didn't get a chance to fully explore and like uh, flesh out. Um, like uh, the like uh, the other person you he was also kind of normally showing up is uh, Mr. Ryan here. Like he's likely to be able to make it today. He's out with his family celebrating Easter, and more power to him. And uh, like uh, when you hear this, Ryan, hope you're having a good time. So, uh, um, so yeah. So I don't know. Just like we were talking about just before the show. I kind of wanted to explore, you know, in the days of COVID, um, what the dad and the protector mean. And like I said before in the previous podcast, like it's a, it's a very cliche topic. You'll hear about that in, in at least in like, uh, traditional literature, you're going to hear that a lot. The dad's protector, you know, <laughs> it's like, and it, and it has like, you know, like, 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 like if it's like, you know, the 1950s portrait of like a guy, like, you know, like a holding out his chest <laughs> and stuff like that, which is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the cliche-ness of it because there's a lot of truth there. But uh, I don't know, like uh, Kyle, like if you can give like a little backstory about yourself and, you know, you as a dad and, um, and, and also like what, what, like, what does a protector mean to you? Like what is, what is, what does that concept mean? When you hear that cliche or not, what is that like a term, especially you being a dad of all daughters like myself, there's like, a, it, it's a different dimension to it. So, uh, yeah. What are your thoughts, man? Um, okay. So to the backstory, we'll try to do this quickly. Um, my wife and I tried to have, tried to have kids for many years, struggled with infertility. Um, and then we decided to adopt, um, when basically we had no success having kids on our own. Um, and then that was, two or three more years of kind of dealing with adoption, a lot of kind of heartache through that, um, including um, having a child placed with us. We had him for six days and then lost him. The mother decided to parent before the adoption was um, legal. And um, so, but we ended up adopting our, our daughter, her name is Hannah, and she is now uh, about two and a half. And um, then, surprise, surprise, uh, about a year and a half into having her, we find out that my wife's pregnant, and now we have uh, a second daughter named Autumn, who turned six months today, actually. Really? Yes, so that was cool. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, happy half birthday. <laughs> um, so yeah, like, I don't know if it's, because I really have only had experience having daughters, so I don't know if it is different if you have um, sons, but like, having a daughter, like, I feel like my anxiety level increased a lot having yeah. kids. It's just like, I just feel so much more responsible for their well-being and like especially when hannah was an infant it was like everything is trying to 
kill her. <laughs> the, the, the entire world is out to get her and it's my job. <laughs> uh, like I jokingly, I jokingly say, uh, you're not allowed to leave the house till you're 30. <laughs> uh, obviously that's, that's not true. And she's like very active and she's going to get all sorts of, you know, battle wounds and bumps and bruises and get into all sorts of trouble. I foresee cause she's, she's very adventurous and, um, but yeah, like specifically with, with COVID, I feel like the, the first thing I think about, like when it started really being, uh, a big problem in the States, it, it made me realize sort of how how much a facade me, me as a protector yeah. is um, if things really go bad. Because uh, I'm, I'm just thinking, oh, I mean, what, what am I going to do if, if, you know, society collapses? <laughs> like, I have no sort of... Not, you're not a prepper? I'm not a prepper. I don't have like those sort of, <laughs> I, I consider myself reasonably intelligent, but I'm not like, I don't have military background or like survival skills or any of that kind of stuff. So it's like kind of terrifying, honestly, yeah. as, as far as like, if things really went bad, I think I can, it's, it's scary enough trying to protect them within like suburbia. Yeah. Normal like the normal societal pressures and all that kind of stuff. But in, in kind of a global pandemic and a crisis, uh, I feel woefully inadequate on my own. Yeah. I, I, I'm completely tracking there. Like, um, like growing up, we never did that much camping. Like, like, like my dad took us out from time to time, but, and we like a, we had, we came like came from like a divorced family, and so uh and so that, that didn't happen too frequently. Um, so yeah, it's so, like there was there I, I wasn't a member of, of a Boy Scouts. So, like my uh like like and my brothers like were way too cool for that kind of stuff. I think actually I think they were members members for a little bit. Then they became teenagers and became too cool. And by the time I came around, like it was it was wasn't the end thing to do. At least with my my family, a lot of my friends were, and and I was secretly kind of jealous of them. But uh, <laughs> yeah. um. But yeah, like I, I, so survival skills. Yeah, mine are. I'm not a prepper either. Um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm tracking there too. There's like that kind of sense of a uh, sense of you know, like if this whole thing were to go down, what now? And and yeah, and when this first thing started really coming out, like it, it there was like a sense of of a uh, little bit of anxiety there too. Like how do we like a uh, it, it, it like. Uh, it made me realize how, just like you were saying, how thin, like thin, like a veneer, like of a of social structure, is like it, it's it. It's almost like, um, I don't know. It. I mean, there's so many different like, like movies and TV shows about like like societal collapse, and I know those kinds of things are like interesting to see on TV, and it, and it makes you think about that kind of stuff. But when you actually start, you know, seeing reports of you know people like uh people dropping like in, in in china and uh and and also in italy they'll just like be walking they'll be passing out and then you're like oh wow that's this is not good 
and then uh and like you know like about death tolls and death rates and people that didn't like a social isolate social socialized isolation and stuff like that it makes you it makes you realize this whole thing is it's pretty dang thin yeah <laughs> and so as a dad like I started like that, like that's my, I guess I, I also like to watch, watch a lot of podcasts about international stuff like China and, and Asia and stuff like that. Like, uh, um, we come from like a, a blended family, like of, uh, not blended in the sense of, a or mixed family, I guess not blended, but mixed family. Like I've always said, my wife's Asian. And so I like to keep track of that kind of stuff. And, uh, um, and, uh, and like so, we were started hearing about that kind of stuff. I was like, that 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 feeling of protector already started coming, kind of coming like a coming into effect. I was like, yeah, we gotta start buying stuff, and we gotta start um, like gearing up. She was like, well, why? We well, I don't think we need to. And like, and uh, trust me on this one, we we need to. Like that that sense of protection like started really really amping up even back then. Once you realized this could be a bad thing, and and I started feeling, I, I felt that same feeling. Like, like I feel kind of inadequate with this. I'm, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. judo and stuff like that to kind of balance things out, but that's as far as it goes. And, uh, like you, you can't take, like if society was to collapse, you can't wrestle a mob. <laughs> it's yeah. like, and so, uh, um, like, uh, even like the mightiest of black belts can't do that. And, uh, um, so yeah, yeah, I, I I'm tracking there. And, uh, and I, and I, and I totally am getting like the concept of having all girls. I, 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 I've gotten used to it. I don't know if it ever really goes away. It's just more like being just used to like that. That's, I had that same amount of anxiety, like, like that same, that same thing with Maylene, like when she was, a uh, uh, first, uh, like, like when she was first born, like her oldest, um, that same sense of feeling like, Oh shoot, <laughs> everything is out to kill her. Yeah. <laughs> <And> that's suburbia. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just inside our house. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, and so, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, it's so that, and that, that same level of like, you know, like, uh, just awareness and that, that same level of awareness kind of spiked up when, when uh when COVID started first start happening, because and my and you mentioned the whole bumps and bruises thing, yeah, that's like because like you 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 see me, you seen our oldest Kyle, like uh, um you've been friends with us for a while, um she she like many times she has no fears, like uh when you and I are first hanging out, She's like jumping uh, down those stairs, stairs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like the whole time we've we've been sitting there talking for an hour and she'd just be jumping down the stairs the entire time. <laughs> Yeah. And so it's like, I just, I just kind of, like I said, I just got used to the feeling. It, it never really goes away. Yeah. <laughs> just try, just try to be at peace with that feeling. Well, and, and my, my wife, um, is kind of into this, I don't know what you call it, but it's, it's called love and logic. Yeah. I think it's like a parenting style thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so she does all the research, tells me about it, and I just listen. <laughs> um, but, but like one of the things that they're big on is like safe natural consequences. Yeah. Is, is rather than like creating false consequences, you just let sort of some of their choices, like the natural consequence that would follow from a bad choice, teach them on its own, and you just sort of empathize with them as they're going through the pain. Um so yep. I think I, uh, I, I tend to agree with that. I think 
that that is probably a, a reasonable parenting style. Um, it's just identifying the things that are um, sort of acceptable consequences and things that aren't. <laughs> yeah. Like a, um, like the, the, the consequences that could end up as for like a, like a, I don't know, like an injured leg or, you know, like, like a bad scrape or a, a tweaked, uh, tweaked ankle as opposed to a broken ankle. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, a stuff like that, where it's like, um, making those judgment calls and like, that's pretty steep, but not too steep or like they really shouldn't be climbing on that 20 foot thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, just trying to make that, that, that distinction there. Yeah. Like at least like a, yeah, I, I remember kind of like the gray spot for me was our oldest. We went to a birthday party and she was three. Yeah. I think she was three and it was this bounce house. And of course, just because as, as ventures as she is, she would go to the, uh, um, she would, like she, instead of going to like the three year old section, she a like, three to four year old section. She immediately went to like the six, seven, eight year old section where it's like this twenty foot tall bouncy thing. But it was like it, naturally like the place that she was like a the the part she was climbing on and sliding down. It, it wasn't like a it was pretty well it was pretty safe. But like it was just I like, had had that 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 same kind of judgment call. Okay, it, she. It's twenty feet tall, <laughs> or I wouldn't say twenty. I'd say more like, like about fifteen feet tall. It's pretty tall. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, but it's pretty well safe. And so, I, okay, I let her do it. And naturally, she paused, and and uh, with like a with a a scream of surprise, like ah! down <laughs> 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 she goes, and it had that pause, like oh. Oh, dude! <laughs> she went right back up. So I had to make that judgment call. So I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, and I think it's a situation by situation analysis on whether or not it's it's too big of a risk to uh, let them experience on their own. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm tracking with you there. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, like, like I've read like very very similar books. So like, as a matter of fact, people kind of compared like compared the two books and. Uh, and like and it's it's like a, when we read it was a little more focused on on a on on like on our daughter as far not not written for our daughter per se but just like a personality types like our daughter but it's a uh, it's very very similar and yeah like and they kind of said the same thing where uh, like as a protector you have to like it's uh, you should protect them from everything there should be natural consequences mm-hmm. and uh, and those are awesome lessons because they're so visceral. But it's so hard. Like it is when you when you can tell like ah you're about to do something stupid or you're about to hurt yourself. Like it's hard to let them. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to be like the control. Like let my need or desire to like protect her become like overbearing and controlling. Yeah. Because then she like resents the fact that I'm trying to protect her. (laughs) Yeah, and and uh, and she may miss the lessons you're trying to impart altogether. Sure. It's like, and I, I, I cause we've, we've like a, we've done that before where like, a, like we had to, we had to scale it back a little bit just because everything was becoming like a, uh, 
like a boundary and consequence kind of scenario. And I think we were kind of losing the point of what we we're trying to teach her. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I'm totally tracking with you there. Well, and a two-year-old is not exactly super uh, logical. <laughs> like the, the emotions take over and the, the lizard brain takes over and she's completely unreasonable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, that's like, why, like, uh, that's why I, I really don't like to call them terrible twos. Like twos are rough. Twos are, I will, I will be the first one to say twos are rough, but you, you kind of hit around the head is you're, you're more dealing with the lizard brain than you are you know, like in the, the battle between the lizard, lizard brain and the, and the, and the, and the toddlers, like, like a de- newly developing frontal lobe. Um, it's a battle there, but at the same time, it's kind of predictable. You know that you know when they're when their temper tantrums when their temper tantrums are going to start like spiking. You know when they're going to like a uh, uh, what makes them upset, what makes them happy, and and you have and if you plan it well, you can do contingency plans. Okay, we're in Costco, and and in the event that there's a temper tantrum, I'm gonna go down this aisle, turn right, <laughs> run out the door. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like and so. Uh, um, so uh, you have a plan. You have a plan. Um, but I, to me, where it gets tricky with that kind of stuff, where our biggest challenges were for both like our oldest and our, and our youngest, like the twins, um, they, uh, um, it was a three-year-old. Three-year-olds was rough. Like I think three-year-olds, I think they should call, instead of calling the terrible twos, they should call them the terrible threes because that's when their personality starts really coming out. And that's when the real battles start happening. On like, you know, like if they're, if they're super laid back, it's not as bad. But when they're like, when their personalities are really outgoing, they're really verbal, like a, they, they want to explore and challenge everything. It's, that's where, like, honestly, I think that's where the challenges are for us. Like, a, like a, we're, we're already past that and I'm so grateful for it. <laughs> so, yeah. But, uh, um, so yeah, like, I think like, yeah, that's, so I see what you're saying. Like it, it, with twos, there's, there's not as much logic there. You're more dealing with the emotions. Where you start dealing with the logic part, where it becomes like a chess match with the three year old. Um, yeah, is uh is right about the threes. Yeah, like what you're like like a Jalvi. I'll be approaching you pretty soon. So well, we're here for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I probably don't have as many things to um protect my kids from at the moment. I mean right at this moment we're literally stuck in our house so they're pretty much confined to what i have to protect them from in the house (laughs) yeah Um, that's very true if if i can like just tune out what's happening outside of the house i guess or yeah not tune it out completely but you know you know what i mean like the stuff that you can't control like it just kind of creates anxiety that there's nothing that you can do about so it's almost i don't know not productive at all so you yeah so like i kind of have to tune it out but um but yeah like creating an environment for them i think it kind of goes back to the same natural consequences thing but like i try to create an environment where they can well i guess autumn's six so she's not exactly roaming but hannah can roam um and i don't have to worry about there being things where she can really 
get into too much trouble where she's going to get really hurt. Like, um, for example, one of the things that has been like on my mind a lot lately is <clears throat> as summer is coming, this will be the first summer that she's like mobile enough um, and big enough where if we leave windows open on our second story, she could fall out of them. Oh, yeah. And so I've been really like thinking through all right, how do I like what do I need to do to make sure like every window in my house is Hannah proof to where she can't conceivably <laughs> fall out of it. But like we don't have to keep the windows closed and like we don't have air conditioning or anything. So we have to open them up to get some airflow. Yeah. Um, so I think what I'm going to end up doing is we have some of those like um, those baby gates that are sort of like retractable sort of things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to, and she's, uh, she's basically done stairs since she learned how to walk. Like she just did like, she just loves climbing. And so she started climbing up them and we just worked with her on how to go down safely on her, on her belly, like feet mm -hmm. first on her belly. Yeah. So she's basically like, we had like all these baby gates set up throughout the house and we've never really had to use them because she's always been pretty good on stairs and stuff. So I think I'm going to unmount those and repurpose them to uh, cover the windows so she can't fall out the windows <laughs> or, or like create, create spaces where she can't get to the windows. But anyway, I suppose the stairs as a back to the like one year old, days the stairs were things i had to protect her from mm -hmm. but it turned out like it was sort of a a lesson for me in a way where it's like oh like that was like she did way better with that than i thought she would and she she kind of has done that over and over over her first two and a half years of life so far where there are certain things where i was like and i thought it would take her a whole lot longer to figure that out and I thought it would be more dangerous than it is. So like the more times she sort of like proves herself more capable than I give her credit for, the more I tend to like trust her with the next thing. If that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I'm completely tracking with you on that one. Cause that's actually one of the reasons why, like, I really wanted to, like, have you on is again, like, because you st you're still kind of in, like, with, like, the way your circumstances played out, you're you're still kind of in that first first time parent, like, a world. And there's been a lot of stuff like that I have completely forgotten about since Maylene was, like, was, like, was, uh, was, was born. And we had, and that's, and that's actually very, very normal. And, like, and I completely forgot about that, that uh, when you're a first time parent, um, you're, uh, like you, it, it's weird. Cause like, there's a, you, you encounter that a lot, a lot, like a lot more than you realize where you have like this, like really like a, like every parent does, we have like this really strange view of the world and you don't have like, and there's all this uncertainty and how this whole thing's going to play out because you have like this, you're responsible for this, this, this new, this, this life form that's, it, it, it requires all of your attention and all of your protection. It's like, especially when they're a baby. And, uh, um, 
it's it like it's so like you have literally no idea so everything seems so much more magnified and i, I can't remember if I, I think i might have mentioned in any other podcast but like um I, like probably one of the most extreme scenarios of that we went to this uh this this uh multiples like a like this a parent of multiples group down in denver when the twins were first born and um <laughs> and uh what we didn't know though was that all of them there except for us were first-time parents and um and i like and they were some of the most frazzled frazzled group of parents i'd ever met in the in my like in my entire life and and rightfully so <laughs> and I, I don't want to minimize their their uh their struggle because all those all those uh all those those fears like and, and frustrations that you like and, and joys and all those things you experience as a parent they were like entering into this with, with, with two or three kids i think there may have been like there wasn't quadruples there i think the, the most we saw were, were triplets and i was like i felt my heart just went out yeah. it's like there because all those 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 first time experiences like like a like my like my daughter was just was walking around some of the babies being super careful and uh and and then one of the parents just flipped out like, ah, be careful. Don't step near them. It's like, it, it just, just calm down. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Like yeah. I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't frustrated with her cause I'd been there, but not like at her level though. Like it was, it was like a, it was a, like, I, I like I said, my heart just went out for them. And, uh, uh, so like, like, so you're, you're going to find that out a lot. And, and, uh, and we're finding that out a lot with our oldest, like that all these things that we were not, so not for sure of on the, in, in this, in this phase, like you'll 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 see many times in <laughs> kind of both and both ends where things you thought were not were going were to be like a super big deal are not and things you you didn't think were going to be a big deal are going to be a lot bigger than what you thought they were and it's going to happen in both and it's, it's always going to be that way until they're all out of the house and even then like when they start going into adulthood it's going to hold be a whole another issue from what i've been told we have we're not there yet but i have friends who who kind of say that um yeah so that's that's like that's very very true like uh and it's gonna continue to be that way on both ends um things that like it like that look just daunting and uh and super scary are gonna are gonna be like well that's that wasn't so bad <laughs> and things they're like yeah it's not gonna be a big deal like and like oh wait no that's that's a really big deal Pie trading. <laughs> yeah. That was a lot more, a lot more intense than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, I and, and that's just like it, it. So yeah, I I'm I'm totally tracking with you there. Yeah, and I remember um someone saying um this was before I was a parent or even like attempting to be a parent, but I remember somebody saying. Yeah, with our first kid, it was like every little bump and bruise and scrape and like everything. It was like you freak out about it and you're like, are you okay? Are you okay? And then you have another one and another one. And the time you have a couple of them, you're just like, eh, kids bounce. <laughs> it's and so true though. <laughs> that, that phrase has always stuck in my head that kids bounce. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty true. Like I know it with, with Hannah when she falls down. Like I tend not to uh, try to like comment or anything, and just see how she reacts because she rarely reacts if Mindy or I don't react. Yeah, she kind of she kind of falls, gets right back up and goes about what she's doing. Or if she like falls and she's sort of sitting there like, 
you can tell she's sort of contemplating do i want to cry or do i not want to cry like is this um, <laughs> like trying then, on a shirt you know <laughs> do I want this one or not this one? Yeah, and it'll be like, I'll be like, oh man, that was a big boom. Are you ready to get up? You want some help up? You know, something that's like more positive, sort of like reassuring her that she's okay without like telling her, hey, you're fine. Because um, then, then it's sort of like letting her know, yeah, you're safe. But like, if it actually did hurt, I'm here to, to help you. And most of the time she just like, I'm ready to go and just pops back up and keeps going. <laughs> oh yeah. Like, uh, oh yeah. Like our, <laughs> our, our oldest, like she was, she still kind of does this. Um, but like, uh, but it would, especially when she was a toddler and, and like younger, she's the same, same thing where it's just like where, uh, she would fall down as long as she was having fun. That uh-huh. was the main thing. As long as she was having fun, it's like, like she like fall down on a bike. Ugh, she just grunt. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> she, she, don't stop. Don't stop having fun. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but sort of back to the like, um, back to the COVID thing. Um, I think my reaction as far as like what I've done and my mentality and trying to protect them during this is like, I refuse to leave my house right now. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure other than going into my backyard, I have not left the confines of my house for a month. Same. And it's basically Same. like, I literally am not taking a chance. And I know that like a lot of the stuff that I've read is like, it doesn't really affect kids. It's more older people or immunocompromised people. Yeah. But at the same time, I have a six month old. I don't know if she's really, has a compromised immune system or not. Like she hasn't have a, had enough time to develop an immune system. Yeah. Um, but so I don't know, you, you know, it's, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm just, I'm not taking any chances. So, you know, I might not be a, a prepper. So hopefully society doesn't crumble, but you know, as we are right now, it's, it's basically just doing it everything I can to avoid any chance of them being exposed. Whereas like, I think if I didn't have kids, I wouldn't be like going out. Um, but I would be less nervous about like going to the grocery store or like doing sort of some of the essential things. Um, but we, we've kind of been lucky because um, Mindy's had some people that have uh, actually like, they're like, you have little kids. Would it would it be helpful if we went shopping for you? So it's like, oh, that's awesome. They went shopping. We gave them the list. They went shopping, brought the groceries, <laughs> uh, and we just like Venmoed them the, the what they spent on our groceries. Um, so that's like, that's how we've avoided I think leaving the house for like a month is we've, you know, had some help. And I think that's, that's the key. You know, if, um, I'm not, I'm not adequate to protect them by myself and my wife and I aren't, I think it, it really like, it is finding the community, the piece of, 
society. Like you have to band together because there's there's too many things in this life <laughs> that you're just inadequate to protect your kids from. Like you, despite the fact that our our society is very individual and celebrates the individual, like it Cowboy really culture. does take community to keep people safe. That's very true. Even in the West, like a, in like Wild West kind of, kind of things, but you had cowboys. Those cowboys always had ranches. Most of the time, they had ranches to go back to. Um, they they liked living the, like the isolated life, but in the end, you had to have some kind of posse that you were connected to. So even on our most extreme scenarios of those kinds of situations, there's always at least someone to go back to, like a, if all else fails. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you're exactly right. And like actually on that, that's a perfect note to close on. And yeah. is that and maybe like that being a dad, like a, like a, being a protector is also know who, who like, like a, who to ally and commune with and uh, being a part of a, a greater deal as well. So I, I like that. So uh, with that being said, um, to all y'all, all you dads out there and, and or even the, like a, who are not dads themselves, but are kind of curious about like, like a dad's or if you're your mom and want to know more about dad life. Thank you all for uh, listening in and, and uh, yeah, have a great, have a great, have a great week. Talk to y'all soon.